in this last week uh, that, that some of us have been praying for years and we haven't seen breakthrough. We haven't seen an answer to some of our prayers. And I don't want you to be discouraged. I actually have some tips and six uh, different reasons why I feel, and there's so many, but I'm just going to only share six with you today of why God delays in answering our prayers. So if you've got a pen and paper, I encourage you, take some notes because uh, these are the Holy Spirit's tips. These are not mine. And so they're really good. They're really good. Okay. So here's the other thing we're going to do today is I have, uh, I have a daughter who's extremely musical. And when, we, when the kids were young, when my kids were little, Trin and Noah and Eden, they, we would play this game, and Dwayne, we'd play this game called the song game, okay? And so basically what would happen is, because I'm not very musical, I got to lead the game pretty much every time. And so I would say like a word, and then the family had to come up with a song that kind of went with that word, and it had to have the word in it or something like really close, right? Really connected to it. And so we would play the song game as we were driving in the motorhome and, you know, going places and needed something to keep the kids busy, we would play the song game. Well, it was Trinity's favorite game, probably because she's a tiny bit competitive and she would annihilate the rest of the family. She would just like always have a song and she would often win. And so we're going to play the song game today. Now, I gave Trin some notice, so she got to pick her songs out, uh, but she's a little bit shy. And so she's... Um, I know, it's kind of funny, right? She's a little bit shy about singing. And so she um, coerced her friend, Maylee, to sing with her, okay? So now here's the thing, church. Don't email me and don't stone me because I picked worldly songs, okay? Just, just don't. They're just fun songs. This is meant to just be in fun. So if you feel like one of the artists is not appropriate, I probably agree with you. But it's just in fun and the song connected to the point. And the reason is that I want you to remember the point, Okay, I want you to connect with these points. These are some reasons why God delays in answering our prayers. And so the first one uh, is that God delays as he changes our character. Okay, he changes our character. So Trin and Mealy, what's your song for the first one? I came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you connect with that? Do you feel like sometimes um, your character or lack of character is like a wrecking ball, right? As you move through life, kind of like with your sin, with your habits, with your messiness, it's kind of like a wrecking ball. Well, here's the thing. One of the reasons why God delays in answering prayers is he wants to grow your character. He wants to grow you up in Christ. He doesn't want you to stay a baby Christian. He's like, grow up in me. Now, you don't have to be a fully grown, you know, a super Christian in order for God to answer your prayers. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying sometimes he delays because you've got lessons to learn. You've got some character to be developed, right? And, and the thing is, I think so often, is that we're not living the full life that Christ has imagined for us, right? We're living the life I imagined for me, and trust me, it is not near as good as the life that Christ imagined I would live in him. 
And so in order to live that life in him, I got to grow up in my character, guys. We have to grow up in our spiritual character together. We can't be spiritual babies and then complain that God's not answering our prayers. Let's grow up in him so that he will hear us. All right, the second point is that God is waiting for us to listen for instruction. And so Trin and Maylee, here's your next song. Go. Okay, well, it's not a song. It's not really a song, but. <laughs> uh, Linda, Linda, listen to me, Linda. <laughs> now, I don't know if you guys remember, but a few years ago, there was this YouTube video of this little guy, and he was trying to get the attention of his mom. And he was like, mom, mom, mom. And I don't know, can some of you out there relate? Any parents that can relate to kids not listening or, or you tuned them out and you're not listening? And so this little guy was trying to get his, his mom's attention, and she wouldn't listen. And so Trin, do it for us again. And Maylee, do it again, do it again. <laughs> Linda, Linda, listen to me, Linda. <laughs> it was so great. So he started calling his mom by her name just to get her attention, right? And this is so often what we do with God, right? We're like, oh, Jesus, I'm desperate for you. Like, please, please help me. Please, Jesus, come. I need you. I need you. Oh, but actually, I'm really busy, and I can't hear you right now. Sorry. It's like beep, 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 right? Like the phone is just like there's no connection because it's what we do. We're like, God, I need you. I'm desperate. But then we don't take the time to slow down and to listen to what God has and his wonderful plans for us. And it says in Matthew 4, 4, Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God, right? And so the word in there is referring to the written word of the scriptures, the logos word, uh, but there's also the spoken word of the spirit, which is the rhema word. And the, the part that it's, it says, but on every word that comes, that that comes is in the present, and it means it's continuous. It means it's constant. It means that God hasn't stopped talking to us. Is the canon of the Bible complete and finished? Yes, absolutely. We can't add to it or take it away, take anything away, right? There's scriptures that tell us that. But is there a rhema word? Is there a continuous thing that God wants to say to us? Yes, absolutely, right? He didn't just like give one word and then stop. He continues to speak to us if we will what? We got to listen. We got to hear him, right? That's right. Now, God, uh, in, in that, um, in his word, in the Bible, that was his moral and redemptive word to us. But he still speaks to us, and this is his relational and directional words to each and every one of us. So he keeps on speaking. He's like, listen to me, Kimmy. Listen, listen. Listen to me, Linda. Listen, listen, right? He's like, he wants to keep speaking to every one of you. And here's the thing, church. I feel like the tap has been turned on. I feel like the tap is turned on because you're coming to me and you're telling me, oh, God, God told me this. Oh, I saw this picture. Oh, I had this dream. And you know what? I'm feeling the exact same thing. And I'm not saying to puff myself up. I'm not at all. Not at all. Because here's the thing, guys. I grew up spiritually 
in a Baptist Mennonite world, and I've been hearing Jesus for two decades, okay? So it does not matter if you're in a Pentecostal church or a Baptist church or a Mennonite church. You can hear God. You can hear him. If you will stop talking and listen, he will talk to you. And if you're like, oh, I tried, I tried, try some more. I don't even want to hear your excuses. Try some more. Try some more because I know the goodness of God and I know he will not withhold himself from you. I know it. You cannot convince me that God would withhold himself from you. So keep listening. Keep trying. Keep going into prayer. Keep chasing after him. He wants to speak to you. All right, somebody say amen. Somebody. Amen. Like, I just feel like, woo, Jesus, woo. All right. So we live by the written word, but we also live by the personal spoken word through the spirit of Christ to each one of us. You see, we often, we pray about our requests. We fast about our requests, and then we go out for coffee, right? And what we need to get better at is stopping and listening, right? Listening to God to speak. You see, the Holy Spirit has plans for you. He has plans. He has solutions to your prayer request. He has steps that he wants you to step into to participate in the answered prayer that he's going to bring in your life. But you got to be quiet in order to hear what those steps of participation are. All right? Now, last weekend, we had our 48 hours of prayer, which, woohoo! Holy Ghost High, still riding it, absolutely. Well, that started because we were listening in prayer. So in February, we were, you know, talking amongst the staff about doing our 24 hours of prayer. And we were like, Jesus, like, how are we going to do this? We're in the middle of a pandemic. We can't gather inside the church like we did before. What are we going to do? And right away, it was just like, We're going to have it on Zoom, right? And it was fantastic, you guys. There were so many answered prayers. So many connections came out of that 24 hours. Well, in that time of listening to God during the 24 hours of prayer, I was talking to Jesus about the lack of engagement of the church, okay? I mean, this is exciting. There's like a whole ton of people here this morning, but I'm, I'm telling you, in February, there was a lack of engagement, okay? I felt like the church was asleep, and I was talking to Jesus about it and, and just sharing my heart because, like, guys, like, I want God for you. I want him for you, right? And so I just felt like there was this sleepiness. And he said to me, you need to lead a 48-hour of prayer weekend before the end of June. And... It was like his answer. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, there's a whole lot of stuff going on in our calendar, right? A lot of things have happened in these last few months. And it would have been really easy to say, God, it's just not the right time. Like, I don't think you've really, that was the word for me. Like, I don't think that this is the right time. But, but you know what? I didn't. Because I've walked in disobedience, and I know what that feels like. And trust me, it is not cool. (laughs) I don't like it. And I want to walk in obedience. And so it was like, okay, God, we're going to do the 48 hours of prayer. Well, you guys, you knocked my socks off with how much engagement and participation that you had. This church is on fire for Jesus. 
This church is on fire for Jesus, absolutely. And he answered my prayer, didn't he? I was asking God, engage the church. And that's exactly what happened last weekend. So does he hear our prayers? Absolutely. Does he answer them? Absolutely. Do we need to listen? Absolutely. Now, nowhere in the Bible does it say, thou shalt do a 48-hour of prayer weekend, right? There's no logos word telling me to do that. But there's a rhema word. Gather the church. Let your house be a house of prayer. And that's exactly what we did. Now, I need you to say with me, and if you're online with us, I want you to type in the chat, it's not all about me. And I want you to say that wherever you are. I want you to say, it's not all about me. Say that again. It's not all about me. You see, here's the thing is that God is answering prayers, but your answer to prayer or your delay in answer to prayer might be because your prayer request is actually about somebody else. There's somebody else that's going to be impacted. There's someone else who's going to step into greater spiritual maturity. There's somebody else around you that God wants to bless by answering your prayer. So say it again. It's not all about me. Say it again. It's not all about me. You see, Jesus has greater things in mind. He doesn't want to just help me. He wants to help dozens and hundreds and thousands so when we are listening to God, he is answering in his perfect timing because it's not all about me. He's not sitting in heaven just like, oh, forget about everybody else. I just need to focus on Kimmy. She's the only one. I'm just going to answer her prayers. No, he is timeless, and he's working all these things together for his good. And so I am thankful when he delays my prayer because it means there's going to be a greater there's going to be a greater impact. There's going to be a greater answer. There's going to be something that's beyond me, and man, I want that. I love it. All right, third point. God changes our desires to align with his desires. All right, and Trin and Maley, what, what's your song for this? Yeah, I know what they say. Money can't buy everything. But even so, it can buy me a boat. <laughs> that is so good you know a couple a couple of years ago you all know my desire was to buy a boat <laughs> so I actually thought that was really funny <laughs> and and we yeah we bought a boat all right well uh, quite a long time ago about 25 years ago I Dwayne and I had just become Christians and uh, I wanted to own a floral shop and it was the desire of my heart I just wanted to own, to, to purchase this floral shop. And God, in his loving kindness, gave me the desire of my heart. And I thought it was a God-aligned, Kimmy-aligned God, you know, desire that it was the two of us together. Uh, but it wasn't. It, it was actually just a Kimmy desire to own this flower shop. Well, God still let me. He still opened that door. He still let that possibility happen. My husband and I still bought a flower shop. But 18 months later, we had to close the flower shop. And that was not what we had been expecting. But here's the thing. Before we bought the flower shop, God said to me, you are called to be a pastor. And I was just like, no, 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 no. I don't think I'm listening right. I don't think that's it. 
And so God let me have the desire of my heart. And I went to that flower shop and that door closed. And guess what? As soon as that door closed, within a month, the door opened for me to go to Bible college. And within six months, I was pastoring at a church, right? So my desire had not aligned with God's desires. And he wants our desires to align, absolutely. But here's the thing. Sometimes... We, we just have to take a step forward. And so this, I actually want to say to all of our young people, I think so often what we do is we get overwhelmed by this thought. And I think that's what I did, is I just saw, okay, so I have a desire for pastoral ministry that seems impossible with me. And so I shut all those doors. I closed those opportunities. But what I needed to do was to buy a flower shop. That's what I needed to do because I stepped forward in that thing. God closed that desire. That's done. That's over. Don't have to long for that anymore. And now I can step into the God desire. So I'm not saying, you know, run around and chase after your own desires. No, 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 no. I'm just saying if you're a young person, don't get so focused on where the end goal is. Just take the opportunity that God is opening up before you because it's going to lead to another opportunity and it's going to lead to another opportunity and it's going to lead to another opportunity so that now here I am 25 years later and still in pastoral ministry praying for people to be set free. You know, working and, and so on fire for God, I would not have guessed that 25 years ago. And so I just want to encourage you, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Just take the step. Align with God's desires and take the step and take the step. And he's going to open the door and he's going to open the door and just align with God's desires. And he says to us in uh, the Lord's Prayer, two conditions when you are praying to be in alignment with God. Okay, so this is like write this down. This is important. Two implicit conditions to answered prayer. First, and this is from the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. All right. So what I equate this to is, may your name be glorified in all that I do. May your name be glorified in all that we do. So that's the first condition to our prayer, is God be glorified in me. All right? So I can align my desire with him. God be glorified in me. And the second one, your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so the second part of my prayer is to be in alignment with the advancement of God's higher kingdom purposes. All right? So what we pray for needs to fall in those two boundary markers. One, it's got to glorify God's name. Okay? And two, it has to advance his kingdom purposes. And thirdly, and I just want to add this one, is that you can't pray for your ex to die. Okay, you can't pray for your ex to like fall in a ditch and die. Like God is not going to answer your prayer for all the dogs in your neighborhood to die so that they would stop barking. God's not going to answer your prayer that your ex dies somewhere. Like he's never going to answer a prayer that hurts somebody else, okay? So those are the three. So one, glorify God's name. Two, advance his kingdom purposes. And three, you can't pray that someone else is going to get hurt, all right? Now he continues on in Luke, Luke 11, and he talks about how fathers... 
and parents, mothers, give good gifts to their children, right? And Pastor Greg shared this scripture last week too. It's so good, right? And then God's like you who are human, you give pretty good gifts to your kids, right? You're not going to give them a, a scorpion. You're not going to give them something that hurts them. So God, who is the perfect gift giver, gives something even more miraculous. And he says in verse 13, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? That's his gift. He gives you the Holy Spirit. And if you haven't encountered the Holy Spirit, trust me, this is a gift you don't want to pass up on, all right? This is the gift of all gifts that you want in your life. Because what happens is when we have the gift of the Spirit living in us, our desires align with God's desires. When we encounter God and his presence, our desires align with God's desires because the Spirit is alive in us and because we're having conversation with the Holy Spirit. And James in 4.3 says, you ask and don't receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. See, it's not about your own personal desires. It's not about praying for enough money to buy a boat or a truck or to win a million dollars to sit on a beach. We're praying for God's desires. And church, I got to tell you, this actually happened to me not that long ago. My dad offered to move our families down to Belize and to buy property. And I could literally be living on Easy Street in Belize on a beach, because it was a desire my dad had. Now, is that a God desire for me and my family? No. Dang it. It's not. I'm pretty sure I could tell people in Belize about Jesus. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. No, because God has a mission for me right here in this city. God has a mission for my husband right here in northern British Columbia. God has a mission for my children and my daughter-in-law right here in this city. And this is the God desire for us. This is the dream for us. And you might be like, Prince George is your dream? Yeah, dang it. Prince George is our dream. This is the God desire for us and for our family. And so there are so many wonderful desires that we can have, but what's the God desire? You got to align your desire and God's desire, and you got to go with God's desire, all right? Why? Because I want God to be glorified in my life, and because I want him to further his kingdom purposes. I want this city to be like, oh, Prince George, the one that's known to be Christian, when you Google Prince George, that's what I want you to read. Prince George, the city of light on a hill. That's what we want for this city. And so we're not going anywhere. This is the God desire for us. And you see, we need a dependency on the Holy Spirit. We need it. We need it. I need a dependency on the Holy Spirit. And I want you to say, I need to depend on the Holy Spirit. Type it in the chat. Say it wherever you are. Say, I need to depend on the Holy Spirit. I need to depend on the Holy Spirit. You got to say it again with passion. I need to depend on the Holy Spirit. And you know what? I feel like there's people right here today that do not have the fullness of the Holy Spirit in them. And so I am going to pray for you right now, right now, 
All right, so if you feel like, okay, I don't have the fullness of the Holy Spirit. I, I don't even really know what that means or I don't understand or you're joining with us online and you're like, I'm not really sure, then just say yes. This is the gift you want to say yes to is the Holy Spirit. So just say yes. And I'm going to pray over you and I want you to put your hands up because it's an act of response. It's not about somebody else noticing your hands are up. It's a response. I want the Holy Spirit. So put your hands up and let me pray for you. Jesus. And I want you just to repeat these words in your own mind. Just say this with me. Just say it. Jesus. I want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. To qualify for this treasured gift, I confess my sins and repent from them. Please baptize me with your Holy Spirit to be empowered to walk before you in righteousness. Amen. 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 There is a greater amount of authority of the Holy Spirit in your life. I know it and I believe it. And we need to be desperate. We need to depend on the Spirit. And that means that we are listening. We are talking to God, not just about our problems, but about life, about every single thing. All right, point number four. We're running out of time. Oh, point number four. God's working out many circumstances and timing. And so, Train and Maylee, what's your song for that? It feels like the first time. It feels like the very first time. That's right. Well, it can feel like the first time, but here's the thing is that God is in control of all timing. Now, so often we look at the Bible and we see like King David, right? And they're like, oh, they went out to battle and they came back and they went out to battle and they came back and they went out to battle and they came back. And we actually miss that there's God timing in all of that. There's sometimes a couple months between battles, sometimes a couple years between battles, but we just read it succinctly, consecutively, and just think, you know, that happened, and then that happened, and that happened. Well, there is God timing that happens, God's circumstances that happen. And sometimes God is delaying answering a prayer because he is working out the timing for each one of us. You know, if you look at the story of Isaac and Abraham, God said to Abraham, I want you to take your son up onto the, to the mountain and I want you to sacrifice him. Well, it wasn't like five seconds later they were up on a hill. God was working the timing. There was three days journey where God was aligning his desires with Abraham's desires. He's like, Abraham, will you serve me first? What's this going to be about, Abraham? Is this going to be about your kid, or is this going to be about me? Will you align your desires with me? And so it took him a few days to get Abraham to that place. It's about God's timing. It says in Romans 8.28 that we know all that all things God works together for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Right? And it also says in Acts 1, and I've been reading Acts in the Passion Translation, and I encourage you to do it and press all the little dot buttons because there's just so much in there. It says in verse 7 
that the father is the one who sets the dates and the times for their fulfillment, right? You don't get to know the timing of God because he sets the dates and the times. But it also says in verse 8 that the Holy Spirit will come upon you and will seize you with power. So as you're in the waiting, as God is orchestrating circumstances and putting things together, you are seized with the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and it also says that you will seize the power of the Holy Spirit. So it doesn't mean you're in control of God, but it means that he gives you the fullness of his power while you're in the waiting place. And it goes back to the growing up and the maturing in God. So that in Acts 2-3, it says that the Holy Spirit came upon the people and they were engulfed. That's what happens when we're in the waiting. We're engulfed with the Holy Spirit. I want you to say that word, engulfed. Engulfed. Like imagine a house engulfed in flames. Now imagine yourself engulfed in the Holy Spirit. That's the power and the presence that you take with you. You are engulfed with the Holy Spirit. Just imagine it, engulfed. And don't even try and tell me, no, 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 I'm not worthy. I'm not super spiritual. I'm not you. No, 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 those are lies. You are engulfed by the Holy Spirit. Say, I'm engulfed. I am engulfed. I am engulfed in the Holy Spirit. All right, point number five. There is an unseen battle that's taking place. Trin and Maylee, what's your, your song for that one? This is my fight song. Take back my life song. <laughs> Prove I'm all right song. I love it. This is our fight song. Now, you've you got to know there's a whole lot happening in the supernatural behind the scenes. And, and I don't have time to go into all the story, but read Daniel chapter 10. Daniel has this incredible encounter with an angel, and he like flat out faints because of what is going on. Now, Daniel had been fasting and praying for 21 days, and on the 24th day, so after the fasting and prayer was done, an angel comes to him and says, no, 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 no. I heard your prayers. God heard your prayers, but we were busy. We were busy in the unseen, working and doing stuff, right, with, with this uh, demonic, basically, prince, spirit prince that was orchestrating and that was being stubborn. And so things weren't falling into alignment when Daniel had prayed these prayers. But the angel says, God heard those prayers. There is an unseen battle that is going on. And, and it's, not, uh, it, it's not that God doesn't want us to see it. It's that so often we just don't have the understanding to be able to step into the supernatural, into the spiritual, right? We need to grow up mature and, and get maturity. And years ago, a friend said to me, ask Jesus if he'll pull back the veil and let you see into the spiritual. And I started doing that, and I pretty much do that every single day. I ask God, let me see 
see into the supernatural. Let me see into the unseen. Because what can happen is that there is freedom and there is victory when we can see into the unseen. And so you need to know there is an enemy who wants to devour you. He wants to knock you out. He wants to take you out at the knees. There is an enemy that prowls around and there is a battle going on in the unseen. And so sometimes God delays answering prayers because there's this unseen battle that he is is working out. Number six, there is sin in the camp. Girls. I know count That is so great, you guys. I just love it that you did this for me. Thank you. You really showed me your love today. I just feel in your love. You guys are good. Well, there's this story of Joshua and the Israelites, and they go across the Jordan River, and they go into the Promised Land, and they defeat the city of Jericho. And then soon after that, they go on to the next city, which is the city of Ai, and um, they go to defeat that one, and they, they lose, actually. And the reason is that there was a guy, his name is Achan, and he had taken some of the treasured possessions and he had stolen them for himself. And so there was sin in the camp. And so the battle could not be won because there was sin. And God was like, it's the final countdown. Like you need to address your sin. You need to take a look at your habits. Sometimes the answer is delayed because there's sin in your camp. And so I'm not going to talk about what your sin could be. I want you today after church to say, God, what is the sin in my camp that I might need to, that I need to work through, that I need to have revealed in you, Jesus, so that we can work through it, so we can have forgiveness, so that there, if that's the reason why there's delayed answer to prayer, that that would be taken off the table. Answers delayed are not necessarily answers denied. See, God delays in answering our prayers for many, many different reasons that I've shared. But in Luke 18.1, Jesus says uh, to the disciples, don't give up. Keep praying and don't give up. Are there some reasons why your, your answers are your answers are not coming or they're delayed? Maybe. And here are some great points for you today to take a look at. And... Um, Let's be victorious. Let's not give up in going to God. Let's become experts at hearing his voice, at abiding in him. And uh, yeah, so good. So I wanted to say thanks, Trin and Maylee, for participating. And I hope that when you hear those songs now, you're like, oh, no, 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 there's a point to this. God loves me. God is greater than my struggle. God wants to answer my prayers. And maybe there's a reason for my delay and I need to look at it. Let's close together in prayer. And if you want to stand in response, you're welcome to do that. If you feel like I just want to, I want to stand because <laughs> I just love to stand before God or kneel. If you want to stand, that would be so great. Let's just respond to him, Lord God. We thank you, Jesus, that you are greater. 
we thank you, God, that, that you don't leave us alone, that we have the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus, I just can't wait to watch you work through your people as they are engulfed in your spirit. And Jesus, let us be so desperate for you, Lord God. Let us chase after you, Lord God. Let us clean out the sin in our camp, Lord God. Let us become just so good at hearing you, at aligning our desires into your God desires, Lord God. Let us pray prayers of faithfulness, Lord Jesus, of hopefulness, Lord God. Prayers where we believe, Lord Jesus, that you are working out all things in your perfect timing, Lord God. We just pray that you breathe a fresh breath, Lord God. Just clear out the spirit of hopelessness, the spirit of depression, the spirit of laziness. Just breathe those and just push those right out, Lord God. Let us be faith-filled, Lord God, in our prayers. Let us abide in you, Lord Jesus. Let us be the, the branch and you are the vine, Lord God. We're desperate for you. We need to depend on you, Jesus. We need to depend on you, God. Thank you, Father, that you empower, that you engulf, Lord God. You are mighty. There is none like you. There is none like you. Yes. Just pour out your fire and your anointing upon us, Lord God. Make us as bold as, as lions to share our faith and the goodness of God. Let us be transformed so that when people look at us, they're like, oh, what is going on in their life? I want that. It's because we depend on you, God. We're desperate for you, and in that, you grow us and transform us. Do a metamorphosis in our lives, Lord God. We surrender to you, Jesus. Yes, God. Thank you. <laughs>